This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. LeBron has 15 assists tonight. Make it 16 on a sensational alley-oop to Davis and the Lakers are going to snap out of this streak. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Co-hosting with Preston Johnson at Sports Cheetah on Twitter. He's a professional sports better. We're very happy to have him today until 1 o'clock Eastern time on the BetQL Audio Network. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sportsbooks. Use a promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. BetQL helps sports betters of all types. From the first time betters to hardcore, make more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. Promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. Uh, Preston, let's move on to the association and... Uh, let's start with live betting because uh, you do this on a weekly basis for Yahoo Sports. It's it's basically a video and you're, you're on air with a few people just reacting to live lines. Do I have that right? No, it's even cooler than that. So we're actually on like NBA League Pass on one of their alternate broadcast streams. So the okay. game is actually running. So instead of watching, you know, the home feed or the away feed, you watch the betting alternate broadcast. It's called oh. NBA Bet Stream. So you're watching the game and we're the announcers. And so we're just like calling the game, but bringing like a betting flair, in-game betting flair to it, talking about the teams and their futures odds or division prices or playoff props. Like that's that's essentially just it's an alternate viewing experience for the audience. Very cool. Okay, and you're perfect for that show because I've heard you talk about live betting uh, for years and years on various shows and podcasts that that I've uh, listened to. has live betting the NBA changed over the last couple of seasons? And and uh, with that, are you noticing an uptick in live NBA betting? I just feel like we, we've always heard from the professionals that study this space, oh, it's going to take off, it's going to take off, it's going to be like it is over in Europe one day. Uh, anecdotally, it feels like we're not there yet. It's going to take some time. It's going to require, I think, limits for in-game opportunities to go up so that you know sharper guys can like like really can you know influence a market are involved it will require the juice on in-game spreads to not be like minus 114 each way or some places are just too ridiculous where it's not going to be very beatable anyways uh for like even the average uh you know person that's out there just trying betting giving it a a a shot I, i I, I was never under the impression it was going to be the future. I've, I've never actually said that before. I still think there's going to be tons of value for people pregame and the liquidity will always be an issue betting in game, at least for the time being. I mean, it'll be years until you can bet 50,000 live, you know, in an NFL game, but you could do that before it starts easy, you know? Um, so there's going to be some of those things that come into play, but it's certainly fun. And there are certainly opportunities to be had, I think. Um, so 
a lot of people just treat this as entertainment value and whatnot. And if you're able to be, you know, sweating a game and throw a few bucks on it during the first quarter or uh, middle of the second quarter, or say the fourth quarter starting and you just threw a game on and you want to take a shot, like that opportunity is always going to be there. I think now it's here to stay in that sense that all the books are offering it most games, um, especially the national te televised ones. So uh, yeah, there's plenty of opportunities to be had and um, it definitely makes it a, a fun viewing experience when you're able to, talk through betting strategies while you're watching the game versus the regular announcers that a lot of us like mute anyways at this point in our lives. So you think we will get there though? I, I could see it when this has already started uh, the local team broadcast. They have a, an alternate mm -hmm. broadcast, like the one that you're on for Yahoo and for uh, league pass right now where that, that is more prevalent. That That's the norm everywhere. That's so that's something I think the NBA even started to do during the bubble last year somewhat. So I think the Wizards have it. Yeah. And I think like the Boston Celtics did something where they were doing these like in-game like contests during their broadcasts. Uh, so the, the teams and the NBA is super forward thinking and front facing. And like, you know, we mentioned top shot and some people like to give it crap and some people got in early and they feel like they're rich. Like it doesn't ultimately matter. The fact that they're trying stuff in the digital space, I think it's really cool. They were doing it before the NFL, the MLB, the NHL. They were kind of the first to try these alternate betting, you know, shows in last year and they went well and they're trying to do more. And I just think it's uh, super enlightening, I think, for the rest of the leagues that the NBA is willing to do it. And that so far, you know, the response has been really positive. Uh, I, I was looking over the divisions earlier today, and I was seeing if there, there's any value. It's funny. Even in the NBA divisions, it's it's the odds are not the same from book to book. I, I was looking at a couple, just a couple of different books. They have different favorites in the in, in one of the divisions. And the one that jumped out to me is the Southwest, because that's the one that, that's really up for grabs right now. You have the Spurs that are leading at the break. The Mavs are just one game back. Grizzlies two back. Pelicans five. We won't even talk about the Rockets, what they are without Christian Wood. But so I, I was looking at points bet. And okay, first place, San Antonio. They put uh, points bet, put San Antonio as a favorite at minus 140. And then I looked at one of the Canby books. And then they put, nah, no, Spurs are not the favorite. They're the second favorite. And they put the Mavs as minus 200 favorites uh I, oh, wow. do, do you see any value here uh the one re the one reason i think that uh the canby books decided to make the mavs the favorite is you have the star power but it, it, in addition to that uh some rank them as having the second easiest schedule in the second half of the season and the spurs have the second toughest yep so that was one i made a note of when i went through these yeah. i think now i wouldn't find the best price you possibly can. I wouldn't lay minus 200 on the Mavs, but something in like the minus 120 to minus 140 range, I think's actually a, an edge worth betting. The Mavs are really interesting in this unique kind of COVID ridden season that we've had. I don't know if there's a team that's really been hit as strangely as they were. And just as a whole, you get this quick start season where it's been publicly known Luka Doncic didn't even want or think that the season would start in December. And so he was kind of thrown off there and they talked about how he was out of shape for the first few weeks. Porzingis wasn't even playing for the first few weeks himself. And right. as soon as he comes back and it's like, all right, we're going to have Porzingis. Let's see what we can get going. This has been a slow start. Their team just gets crushed with COVID and they had five of their regular role players all missed, you know, two weeks of games. And then 
it's been kind of a known thing for a lot of these athletes getting back from COVID. It takes them some time to get back into the thick of things and to be performing to where they were prior. So the Mavs have had this really strange kind of awkward season where just before the break we had, they finally have kind of played 10 games with their team that they would expect would be the team going forward though that personnel. And I think they won eight of 10 or they've won nine of 11. So they've been really, really strong now that they're healthy and playing together. And I only envision the same. You mentioned the second easiest schedule going forward. Uh, I have them as the third in my personal projections that I have out. Mm -hmm. Same difference. Like the Spurs have one of the toughest going forward. If you're worried about Memphis, maybe Jaron Jackson Jr. comes back. Like it's a possibility, but Dallas just grades out. And especially with my prior from last year and having such a great offense from a year ago, and then just such a strange couple of months in this season, like I still have them grading out way better than both the Spurs and the Grizzlies. And so to only be one game back with the best schedule set up priced as I saw as cheap as minus 120 when I was looking last night. I think that's a really good bet. Don't lay minus 200, but something in the minus 120 to minus 140 range. I think the Mavs win the division still like just over 60 percent of the time. That's where I'm at. So you're saying points bet plus 250 is a bet? <laughs> points bet is Mavs win the division at plus 250? Yes. I, look, last night I thought I saw a different price. I, I'm going to well, look again right now. I may have been really tired this morning. That's a possibility. I'll, I'll double check. I could have sworn I saw I mean, Yeah, first... Someone should be like flying or driving to points bet and betting this if that's the case. <laughs> uh, let me double check. I may have been wrong, but no. Yeah. Oh, I do have it wrong. I'm sorry. It, it's a better price. It's minus 140. I don't I, I was looking at them in first place and I may have uh that that's why I thought that. Okay, but that is the best price that I've seen in the legal books that I have in, in Illinois. Okay. Yeah, I, I still think it's bettable there. You know, I'm like 61% or so that they win. It's just like just under that, which uh yeah. equates to minus 156, kind of a true price. So minus 140 or better. I think that's an edge. And really it's 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 this strange kind of season that like how much do you adjust your priors on some teams? How much do you not? And this is one where, you know, I think once they were finally healthy, they just rolled off nine of 11 and they're in a division that's easily um, winnable and they have a schedule that sets up brilliantly. And yeah, I trust Dallas and um, them to kind of pull it off here down the stretch. Would you be worried about the Grizzlies at all? Uh, Within reason. Yeah, sure. I mean, they, they were, they were one of the teams last year, and, and you saw it as soon as the bubble, as soon as teams returned, they had kind of overachieved their underlying metrics and before that March break. And then when the bubble they returned, you know, they really struggled. And then in the game, uh, the, the play-in game, obviously, they ended up losing to Portland. But um, they're a team that I think is exactly kind of, what are they, 500, 16 and 16? Um, yeah. They're probably a slightly better than 500 team, you know, long-term uh, their point differentials speak similarly. They're a plus 0.8 per game. Um, but Jaron Jackson Jr. When he does return, we'll see how healthy he is and how much of an impact he makes. It could be huge for them. Uh, it also, you know, could take away from Brandon Clark minutes and he's been really good for Memphis. So uh, they're obviously in the mix too, but uh, Dallas still just grades out much better than both of the other teams for me. All right, cool. Uh, There's an award that I want to ask you if uh, you find value, but uh, you mentioned that that Southwest division looked like something that you found appealing. Well, what, is there anything else that you like? I did. There was one more that I just from a sheer numbers perspective is worth a shot when we're talking divisions and that's the Southeast. And part of it I think has to do with, yeah, you're going to find varying prices in these books and points bet has the Hornets at seven to one. 
And I've seen at some shops, they're as low as like four to one. So if you can get like a six or seven to one range though, on the Hornets, I think it's worth a stab. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that the Heat aren't supposed to win the division more often than not. I'll tell you this though. I don't really trust the Wizards and Hawks to um, be the team that absolutely does it. Like I think there's four teams theoretically in the mix and the Wizards probably aren't ultimately in the mix in the end. So uh, I just thought it was worth a, a gamble. And I think they're a team that when you're looking at these, you need to kind of assess mid-season. All right, who's going to be buyers? Who might be sellers? In the past, the Hornets may have been sellers more often than not. This is a team now that they're young. They're playing about 500 basketball. They have a chance to win the division and make the playoffs at the very least. I think they're in the seventh spot right now. Like they're going to make an addition. Like, Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo, like they can probably upgrade at center if they wanted to go and hit the market and they have, you know, draft picks or assets that they could use to acquire someone. So they're a team that in a roster that I think improves as well going forward. Hornets a half game back of the Heat. Uh, the Heat have one more win, but the Mavs, I'm rather the Hornets have played uh, one less game here. I've, I've actually been talking about this for a couple of weeks because they've been in that eight, eight to one to 10 to one range. Man, Preston, I, I don't know about you. There's a reason that people say a little prayer before they open their top shots pack and they're hoping for LaMelo. I mean, what mm-hmm. we're seeing out of him, he already looks like a veteran point guard. He really does. There's like a few guys that have really his level of vision immediately entering the league. And what's interesting is, man, I don't know if he like duped us on purpose when he was playing internationally, <laughs> just chucking yeah. 30 plus footers or, or that was like the fake news media, the only highlights we saw were his 35 foot attempts, but his, yeah, there's, you know, it's very similar like magic Johnson or Jason Kidd or LeBron James, where the vision, just natural ability to, to get others, the ball in, in, in spots that, I mean, he played that high school at Chino Hills where they were just up and down, they would get rebounds, turn and throw it up court. And like, they played a style of basketball that like, it kind of makes sense. And the word has always been Lamelo's the best of those three ball brothers, like by far. Yep. And it's clearer now. And he still has so much time to improve his game. He's so long defensively. Uh, he can shoot to some extent, and he'll probably only improve there. He finishes at the rim, though, and gets to the rim and can get to the free throw line at a much better rate than his brother Alonzo. Like, yeah, everything's there, man. The package is there, and they can build around him now. Uh, there, There is one of the awards that I think there might be value. We need more time on this um, so we can break this down. We'll do that later on in the show. It's Joe Ostrowski okay. and Preston Johnson here on BetQL Daily. This is the BetQL Audio Network. Points Bet, the exclusive sports betting partner of the Denver Nuggets, outdoing the competition in Colorado. They are now live with minus 105 spreads on all NBA games. That's the best price of any sports book. Why bet anywhere else? There is an award that I think there might be some value, or maybe I'm just not completely sold on the heavy favorite. I want to see if uh, you're on board with me here. Uh, the okay. Most Improved Player Award. Now, Jeremy Grant's favorite, and he should be. He's uh, minus 210 at points bet. No matter where you look, he's going to be the favorite. Now, now the question to me is, it, does he deserve to be the minus 210 favorite? Or is it still pretty open? Earlier in the season, Christian Wood was the heavy favorite. He can't stay healthy. You could find him around five to one right now. Uh, Julius Randle, he's four to one. Jalen Brown, uh, one of the Celtics All Stars, ten to one. Zach Levine on points bet, fourteen to one. You can find a bigger number elsewhere. Uh, Colin Sexton, Murray with the Spurs. We've got Boucher with Toronto SGA. You can find him at fifty to one. Am I wasting my money if I take take a shot on uh, on another one of these players 
I, it's impressive what Jeremy Grant's done. I, I'm just trying to put myself uh, how the voters are going to think about this, Preston. It's like, boy, I don't know if they do continue to have the worst record in the Eastern Conference. There might be some voters that say, well, somebody had to score on that team. And it ended up being Jeremy Grant. And maybe they're not going to vote for him. I hope you're right. I have two, <laughs> two investments in this market that I okay. am shocked. Now, Zach Levine's finally getting love. But like yes. even three weeks ago, he was 250 to one. And I just don't understand it. He's shooting 51%, 44% from three, like nearly 90% from the free throw line. And for him to make this type of jump where he is a top 15 to 20 efficient scorer shooter yep. in the world is just ridiculously. Like that's that's the definition of the award. Most improved, I think, is Zach Levine. Uh, next is, I think Jeremy Grant does deserve to be in the mix though. So I don't want to take away from him. Uh, I even went on record before the season saying that his series against the Clippers was fun. It was a good one-off, but the Detroit signing isn't going to move the needle. No, it didn't anyway, because Detroit's terrible, but Grant has actually been really good. So you have to give him credit for that. The question now is, do they try to flip him to another team because they kind of struck gold and maybe they can get assets back. And then if he's mm. going somewhere else as a fifth option, he drops off or do they just rest him and, you know, he hasn't – I think he missed a few games right before the break because uh, they're maybe testing – they don't want him to get hurt, right? They're maybe testing the market and the potential that he could be a trade asset. So that's one thing to consider. I think Jalen Brown is kind of the next tier below. Um, I don't know. Christian Wood, like, he just missed too many games at this point. I wouldn't consider Great. him. And Brown, similar to Levine, where he's made a leap to all-star level that uh, is worth uh, noticing and, and recognizing. But I will say this. Generally, the people that – get this award are guys that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, now I don't agree with it because last year I didn't think Brandon Ingram did come out of nowhere as a Lakers fan. I watched him every night. Uh, so I didn't agree with the, uh, him winning it last year, but like you'll have guys like Siakam and Giannis in the past, or like even Graham who was in the mix last year where they kind of go from the guys who were nobodies or maybe were, you know, had some potential to, Hey, now they're a player in the league and they generally award those guys. That's where Jeremy Grant, I think just has the advantage from a voter aspect. Um, but I, I'm team Levine, man. At this point, I think it's them. Is there still value in Levine at 33? Uh, theoretically, yes. I think him and Grant are yeah. the two most improved players in the league. And there's some uncertainty with Grant and how many games he plays or if he gets traded. So, yeah, I think Levine has to be uh, discussed more.